0: Evan Rauer with War Room the Hockey Podcast. We are on episode 29, part 2 of the uh, BCHL Showcase Festival. We uh, had a great slate of action in Chilliwack. Uh, Tremendous, tremendous couple of days there. And we are now on location for part 2, episode 29, in Penticton at the SOEC. Back in the beautiful Okanagan. Yes. Um, Quick... uh, quick little recap with some thank yous and some mention of uh, different sponsors and uh, different friends of the show a thank you to uh, Prospera Center, uh, Chilliwack Coliseum um, in Chilliwack, to uh, the great people in that town a wonderful town itself um, to Jesse Adamson uh, Director of Content Services for the BCHL and the BCHL itself for um, putting on a great event and being wonderful hosts to, uh, to a wonderful week uh, that started out uh, with two days in Chilliwack, uh, with some tremendous action, consisting of teams from the island and teams from the mainland or teams from the coast.
1: Yep. Um, and listen, would, you got to you got to salute Jesse because this is about as stressful of a four, five, six day period as he could have, and he made time for us. He's been so accommodating. Yep. Hats off to him for not only putting on a great event, but but finding time in his day to make sure that we were looked after. And, and, and,
0: inclu- and including us. So thank you, uh, Jesse, for, yeah. for uh, allowing appreciate. us to be, a, to be a part of this week. Yeah. Uh, we've had a great time. It's our first roadshow, our first, um, first recording or recording, since this is a two-episode uh, little stint here. Uh, first live recordings, first on-location recordings for, for us here. So uh, we appreciate be- uh, being welcomed and being included. Uh, so thank you to Jesse and the BCHL
1: got to make a point of clarity here, Evan. Uh, I took a a shot at a horrible cup of coffee the other day in Chilliwack, and it really was nobody's fault but mine. I got flustered at the counter, trying to not act like the stooge that I really truly am. I got looked up and saw all of the names that I can't pronounce, have no idea what I was looking at, And ended up ordering something that tasted like liquid caramel corn, which was not my style. So, and I was uh, I was taking a shot at that being a horrible cup of coffee uh, on the last episode, and that was nobody's fault but mine. So, that was uh, that was a mistaken identity. But the uh, the big thing that do you remember the rink steaks we had? In Chilliwack, they were delicious. Those chief dogs were fantastic. They were. That was.
0: They did have cheese. Yes, it did. Cheese. Um, cheese, onion. bacon, onion. Oh. They were good. It wasn't oh, melted oh, oh. cheese, though. No. It was uh, just shredded cheese just on top, um, but it was delicious. They so it was fantastic. well done.
1: Absolutely it fantastic. W- it was very
0: well done. Uh, nice folks. We, we give thank yous and shout-outs to the BCHL. They're a highway to the N C two A. are. Opening week in the NHL this week, all week, 32 BCHL alums cracked opening night rosters. That's amazing. Thirty-two. So that that's a testament to the BCHL and their focus on development and growing uh, truly uh, high-end competitive athletes. Absolutely. Um, right. But you know what? Good on good on the BCHL for uh, for growing um, just as many wonderful men for the community and in business and in life as they do pro athletes. Yes. And. You could argue, you could argue that that's maybe even more important well, sure than is. a pro athlete. Yeah, like we we look at we this week and things we look at um, the rosters, and our eyes are immediately drawn to who's committed to NC2A and who's not. Right. But. but what? But if you're not committed to NC2A. That's not to say you're not going to be a success in the community. And that's not to say that you're not a wonderful young man and a wonderful um, participant in society. And that's right. So good, good on the BCHL for doing that. And
1: well, listen, it, these are the... Um, it's just as
0: important, if not more important, than a pro athlete. So, I mean, sure it is. it's the, tremendous. We, we,
1: talk about, we talk about how many kids go from the BCHL to NC2A, which is somewhere around one out of three, which is a fantastic ratio. We talk about having an average of one BCHL alum per franchise on opening night rosters in the NHL, which is fantastic. But of the 350, 375 kids that will suit up in the BC this year, all of them, every single one of them, is going to end up being somebody's next door neighbor someplace. Mm-hmm. And these are the kind of guys you want around. These Absolutely. are fine young men. The coaches, the owner, ownership groups, the league itself, uh, the culture in this league is fantastic. And they should be very proud of what they do, uh, not just for developing high-end talent but and, and providing educations uh, for a lot of these guys, but for, for developing high-end human beings, uh, which is what everybody wants to see their son turn out to be. Whether you make millions of dollars playing in the NHL or, or absolutely never play again, you want your, your son to become a fine young man, and that's what these guys do. And again, uh, along those lines, the BCHL could not do it without the sponsors. And so when you go to every one of these 17 little towns in, in B.C., uh, you're seeing you're seeing all the neighborhood people. You're seeing some of the big corporate guys like uh, like Tim Hortons and, and uh, Save on Foods, uh, Canadian Tire. But you're seeing the small town guys, the insurance agents, the construction guys, the, the real estate agents. Uh, you're seeing fantastic corporate support that make the franchises possible. The franchises make the kids and the educations possible. So it's, it's an effect that goes from top to bottom and bottom to top. And that's why we always say get out and support developmental hockey. Whether it's minor hockey, junior B, junior A major junior, whatever it is, get out and support minor uh, developmental hockey because this is what makes the world go round. And these guys couldn't do it without us. So buy tickets, corporate support, uh, volunteer, get involved. Can't, can't have too much.
0: Agreed. Well, I'm Evan Rauer with War Room the Hockey Podcast. This is Episode 29, uh, Part 2 of the BCHL Showcase Festival, on location in Penticton at the South Okanagan Events Center, the SOEC uh, for another slate, tremendous slate of action uh, with dealing with teams from the interior division. Uh, this this time, that's any, that's everyone from the Penticton bees to the Wenatchee Wild and in between. Um, so, part two, BCHL showcase, interior uh, interior division teams, and we're looking forward to another great great weekend and great slate of action here for for part two. Evan Rarworth, War in the Hockey Podcast social media instagram twitter facebook give us a like and a follow hit the subscribe button and stay tuned for episode 29
1: we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get right back and, and uh recap the hockey action right is that where we're headed next
0: that's where we're headed next a little okay. a little ad read coming up and then uh we'll recap the the first part of the action from chilliwack coming up for you war room the hockey podcast I'm enjoying it. This is great. Uh, we're on hockey road po- trip. Yes, we're on the hockey podcast. South Okanagan Event Center, Penticton. Part two of the BCHL Showcase Festival. Uh, anybody who's been paying attention knows the scores, knows the outcome uh, for part one. Um, but a g- quick hockey recap of the action that happened uh, in Chilliwack for the first two days of the event. Um, overall, uh, teams involved: uh, Surrey, Couch and Valley. Victoria, Powell River, Langley, Nanaimo, uh, home team Chilliwack Chiefs, and Alberni Valley. Uh, tremendous action. Merritt was involved as well, and Coquitlam. Can't forget them. They were involved in they, Part they 1. They each played one game. One game there, and they're playing one game in Penticton. Right. Um, poor Merritt. Tough, tough year. S- they, they, it's a tough year already. Um, but Merritt... Uh, Lost their game in in uh, Chilliwack to Albany Valley. Albany Valley went one and one. Chilliwack, the home team, went two and zero. Two and zero,
1: real impressive win over Coquitlam. Yeah,
0: real, real impressive. impressive. Uh, Nanaimo, Nanaimo went two and zero. Langley went two and zero. Uh, Couch and Valley went one and one. Poor Victoria as well. They went zero and two. Tough. Um, and so did Surrey. Surrey went zero and two. Uh,
1: to close out the action in Chilliwack. I'll tell you another th- another thing that stood out to me, Evan, uh, watching the Chilliwack Chiefs. Not only did they go two and zero and beat a really really good Coquitlam team, but they have six rookies in the top twenty in scoring in the BCHL. This is a really really young roster that could, if they don't move on, these guys could uh, these guys could return as many as what. 15 or 16 next year yeah something like that yeah I mean, that would be easy I think how think how powerful that would be notably among them 16 uh, year old Pete Reynolds 03 birth year one of a, a handful of guys uh, with the as, as '03s threes taking a regular shift in this league that have incredibly bright futures um, we saw them we saw several of them in Chilliwack. Um, Mike Abgral from Powell River. Uh, we saw the, uh, the young defenseman in Nanaimo, Jack O'Brien. Uh, all these guys, man, at 16 years old and playing real major roles on these teams. And, uh, and Pete Reynolds in, is already committed to Boston College. Pete from, uh, from Chilliwack. So some real, real good young players that we saw uh, in the, on the coast portion of this trip. Uh, Ryan Hallowell from Langley, uh, 17 years old, as is Kyler Kovic um, from Nanaimo. These guys are, man, this is uh, this this league has really got some young talent and some guys that are not yet signed. So lots, it's the reason the the buildings have been absolutely filled with scouts for the last three or four days. A lot of look, a lot of talent to look at.
0: Well, who's to, who- through part one, recapping uh, part one, which is two days in Chilliwack, who or what stood out, whether it be, you know, you know referencing conversations we've had off recording, uh, whether it be the officiating, whether it be um, certain players, whether it be uh, players that are already committed, uh, players who are 19, 20, who are past the age of maybe getting drafted, but could sign somewhere if they want to, or if they if they're lucky enough to like. What stood out, team player moment, so, something had to have stood out in Chilliwack. Uh,
1: I think for, for part
0: one, for part one of everything,
1: for the first half of this showcase, the the first eight games, uh, the biggest thing I came away with was the look of that Chilliwack roster. That was that was the thing that I couldn't turn away from. Is having as many as 16 kids that will come back next year, if they're not plucked out by, by a dub team or somebody else, uh, that, that they could return almost that entire roster and they are really good right now. And then looking at the other kids that we just mentioned, Hellowell, Kovic, O'Brien, uh, Abgral, um, just a, a wealth of underage talent on these teams. And I think we're looking at the same thing when we get to the interior division. Uh, at least as much. Well, now so. that
0: we're now that we're here for the interior division, we're uh, I think we're gonna we are going to see if we're not already seeing some of the same thing. Um, I'll tell you what the standings may not show it, but Langley stood out to me. They struggled yeah. in game one, but they they looked like a, a dominant team. And say what you will about say what you will about the divisions and how they match up against each other. Um, you know, the interior division arguably kind of the central like the central in the nhl it's kind of the division that's real tight real competitive um but Lang- langley stood out as a team that has big bodies bit some yeah. big kids and they're mobile they're mobile and they you know they're i, th- I think their game against couch and valley to start things uh in chilliwack was kind of an anomaly i, I, I think so they too. looked a little like they're skating through mud but after seeing them compete against powell river uh on day two i'm um, uh on day two of that whole thing in Chilliwack I think they I think that was more the team that they are and they they looked they looked very very good
1: they looked more they looked very comfortable in the power over game uh, and that was a big straight north uh, straight up and down kind of real difficult team to play against so I'm with you I think uh, I think that they were that that Langley team is is somebody that is, from that Coast Division, uh, I think is going to be uh, hard to hard to topple toward the end of the year. I, I, they they were probably the they and Chilliwack are the two best teams that we saw while we were there as far as the small sample size we had. Everybody played two games. They looked uh, they looked real sturdy. So yeah, when we when we get to the basis of comparison between that and the interior and um and letting the season play out uh, it's uh it's very very interesting what we're looking yeah. at here
0: uh, rough rough starts to the year and rough years ahead for uh, teams like Merritt, uh surrey yeah um
1: when you hate to see that you know what happens Right. You, even
0: albany valley you yeah. know uh, things like that they, uh you you know what happened but you do you know what happens and and we i we kind of mentioned it to each other and i well i mentioned it i brought it up um Penticton may not may not struggle. Um, Penticton may not struggle because Fred Harbison always seems to find uh, the best recruits and, and bring in really competitive teams year in and year out. Um, after losing Dante Fabro and Tyson Jost, after losing these types of players, but still bringing in Danny Waite and all these guys, uh, trading away Massimo Rizzo but getting Alex DiPaolo, things like that. So they still find ways to win and compete. He's he's that good of a coach, that good of a general manager, that yeah. good with the developmental side of things. I don't think they're going to struggle as much as other teams do no. during when um, when turnover happens. But but I did bring it up and and looking at their roster, if you, if you look at their roster, they've got they've got out of a twenty man roster, twenty man active roster. That's night on a nightly basis. They've got probably. I want to say nine ten maybe even 11 of them that are gone after this year and I mean and I can pull it up because I have it right here too well, I, the I can tell commitments you who it- the com- what I mean is the commitments I mean just I mean one, two, three, four, five, 6, 12 13 14 15 15 NCAA commitments and 12 of which, if not all 15 of which, are gone after this year because they're committed for the 2021 season in NC2A. That's a massive turnover.
1: It's very possible.
0: But it's the price you pay for being that.
1: Well, that's what happens when you're good. But it is very possible that next summer, coming to training camp next summer, that Liam Noble and Cade Weber might be the only ones returning. And Cade Weber has been signed by BU.
0: And drafted by the Hurricanes. And drafted
1: by the Hurricanes. So the fact that he's coming back, maybe, maybe not. Is it is it possible that only Liam Noble would be coming back from this team, would be here a year from now? Never know. But we'll see. But if that's the case, there's nobody better equipped to rebuild a 23-man roster than Fred. Mm-hmm. So, if it and, can be done, he'll
0: and do it. speaking of Fred, you know, congrats to him. We I don't think we have had a chance to say it in any oh. in any in any capacity, but congrats to him February his 500th BCHL win. Um, he is now beyond that. Yes. Uh, the V starting out uh, starting out 8 and 0, you know, coming into the BCHL showcase. Um, he's so he's well beyond 500 wins. So congrats to him. Yeah, uh, 500 wins is uh, and, a and big all, deal. With, all with Penticton. Yes. Um he's done a tremendous job for the community and so you know an applause and a congrats to him on 500 that's not that's not an easy feat and it's not and it's quite the number of of wins at any level let, al- let alone a high level like a junior A and NC2A uh, AHL and NHL that's that's a, a, that's a that's a career and that's a tremendous job so congrats to Fred on that
1: we we talked a lot the last few days uh, on and off camera about junior hockey and developing young men and developing players and quality human beings and fine hockey players. And I'm telling you, bar none, Fred Harbinson is what's right with our game. Mm-hmm. Fred Harbinson is everything that is right with junior hockey uh, at any level in any in any province. He is what makes this world go round. He's what makes the community come together and support this team. He unites the, the corporate sponsors the kids uh, the parents, the billets Fred is the guy and, and I absolutely salute him it couldn't happen to a nicer guy and you saw the video tribute from all of his uh, former players uh, these guys respect him as a as a man way beyond the 500 wins and everything else he does so uh, I'm with you, thanks for bringing that up good on Fred, congrats to you pal salute Uh let's let's
0: let's talk a minute let's take a we've kind of recapped the hockey a little bit The young first of all young any young kids that stood out you've kind of you've kind of mentioned them um but young kids uh from part one in chilliwack you mentioned ab Gral from
1: uh, powell river um jack o'brien from Nanaimo. Uh, we've talked about uh, pete reynolds from from chilliwack um, kyler kovich uh, also from Nanaimo. Uh, and I really like this Ryan Hellowell kid from Langley. Uh, he's only 17. Uh, he's a big defenseman, but he's um, he's playing really, really meaningful shifts, and uh, and I like the way he plays. So some of these guys are signed, some are not, but there's a lot of talent there.
0: 100. Uh, thoughts on thoughts on the the town of Chilliwack.
1: Well, you know, what, I mean,
0: that area is beautiful. That 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 area is beautiful, but you know. Um, Personally, I don't know about the past, but that's the first time in as long as I can remember, if ever, that we've spent any amount of time in that area um, beyond passing through. Um, yeah, th- thoughts on, the, on that area, not only as uh, the people in the town, but also as, as hosts for, for hosting a great event and, and putting together a great junior
1: hockey team in the Chilliwack Chiefs and, and things. Um, great tradition. Great vi- tradition wonderful yeah. town and and just kind of a um it's sort of an in-between place actually because it's a farm town as you can tell by the smell well it's in, uh, well, it's in
0: between it's in between it's, uh
1: vancouver and it's in between vancouver and basically uh hope yeah. and into the into the mountains where really from hope on there's not a lot through to merit but when you're when you're an hour to an hour and 15 minutes from downtown Vancouver. And you're still in the middle of farm country. You're a unique place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have unique weather because it's a river bottom, but it they get a lot of rain there. They also get enough sunshine to grow some of the greatest crops in the country. Uh, so it's a it's a neat town. It's a, it's a rich uh, a town rich in tradition and uh, and a great place to visit. So if you're ever in the area, uh, make Chilliwack a stop. There are a couple of real nice golf courses around there. Yeah. And just a whole lot of good stuff to see, and really, really nice people. Proud tradition in hockey there with can, the Chiefs as well.
0: Can I just say? Can I just say um, to any city planners out there that uh, that happen to be listening? Can you put a, a gas station remotely close to the highway in Merit?
1: <laughs> yeah, you can. If you if you if your gas gauge says that you've got forty clicks left and you get off at Merritt you better have 45 because you've got you you're still not anywhere near when you get off the highway you're still not any place close to a gas
0: pump I mean in defense of Merritt we 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 probably in our our road trip efforts probably should have filled up before leaving Chilliwack We were having a little fun but you know <laughs> can somebody an architect a city planner whoever's in charge of it can you put a gas station remotely close to the highway in Merritt business opportunity there you go well anyways we're in the hockey podcast we are uh, in Penticton at the SOEC uh, recording on location um, we're, we hope you're enjoying the, the hockey ambiance in the background a little bit this is um, awesome. it's new, new to us uh, we're trying to not com- overcompensate by yelling into the microphones um, <laughs> because it's a new feel for us but uh, we're doing this
1: without Louie too That's, we are so if there's anything that goes wrong if you don't like the sound you don't like the production quality please write phone hit us on social media we'll we'll uh, let Louie know that he, we can't do it without him
0: but uh, thank you uh, to not only Penticton the the Penticton V's uh, the South Okanagan Event Center for being tremendous hosts uh, for part two but Thank you to a uh, friend of the show, Jeff McCallum, for providing a uh, a wonderful suite um, and an opportunity for us to continue our continue our recording and providing AB- more providing more content That's and right. everything. So, uh, Jeff McCallum uh, and our friends at ABK Restoration they uh, they specialize in smoke. fire, flood, smoke, uh, mold, asbestos, and all these things, and they and they do it right. Um, so. It, if you if you have those issues and you want things done right abk and jeff mccallum abk restoration is is the go-to there so thank you jeff and abk for uh the wonderful hospitality here in this particular suite for Absolutely. us here um appreciate that very much but transitioning uh hockey activity um uh to this point uh so far with uh part two here in uh, penticton in the interior division uh Teams like Penticton, Vernon, uh, Salmon Arm, uh, Prince George, um,
1: Trail, Trail
0: yeah. West Kelowna, Merritt, uh, Coquitlam we saw. Wenatchee. Uh, uh, we're seeing Wenatchee. Um, well, I'll
1: tell you so, what jumps off the page at me and tell me if I'm imagining things. The amount of hatred and chippiness and, and physical play that we've seen since we got here is several times over what we saw in Chilliwack.
0: And that's no insult to the the mainland and island teams oh, we no. saw in Chilliwack, but it there's just more grit, it seems here. Yeah,
1: there's just some more, more
0: rivalries between these teams that um spoiled sandpaper on yeah. this
1: uh, in the last few games here.
0: You know I can tell you right now what from what I saw um, of salmon of Salmon Arm, they are very well put together. Yes, They, they are, are very well coached. Um, the first game. The first game they looked fantastic. Um, they, they they beat Wenatchee 3-2. Yeah. It
1: wasn't nearly that close.
0: Coquitlam uh, kind of made the Salmon Arm look a little silly.
1: Well, they caught him early with three quick goals. Um, but and and Salmon Arm never recovered. Uh, had some had some disciplinary issues in that game, to say the least. But uh, that Salmon Arm team is not to be taken lightly. That's a, that is a very, very big team. That's a very straight north team. Um, and a, and a, a bunch of guys that, uh, that just really play hard and are coached extremely well. The, the Wenatchee game was dominant. Uh, they got their head handed to them, unfortunately, for them by Coquitlam in a great effort by uh, the Coquitlam Express. But uh, Coquitlam
0: and Salmon Arm, uh, one and one through the BCHL Showcase. yeah, um, their, I, I, their festivities have, are finished. they played their games for the Showcase. We um, did
1: not see the return of Sam Schofield, oh who took boy. that clearing yeah. pass right in the side of the head. Uh, I believe he's fine. He got up under his own power and left, but did, has not returned in a game and a half. So uh, our best wishes to him. A good young player uh, out of Yellowknife. And uh, we, we speak of Fred. Can we
0: just say... What a tremendous hockey game the Vernon Penticton game was! Oh man,
1: oh my gosh, that was that was absolutely awesome. They and uh, the listen and the, the Vernon
0: goaltender, the Vernon goaltender, <laughs> wow! Max did, he, did he did he play well? He yeah. he really he kept him in it uh, because we mentioned it, and it's no insult to Vernon, but Penticton made them look like children, did and he, that and max palaga man oh man if without him that's an eight nothing game and the yeah. game finished one nothing so uh, an applause to him uh he he really really played well and the, he sure but the did. team battled well they uh, they, uh, they penticton a... made them look like children um but you know what they 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 battled and that's what you like to see they battled and it's not just the goaltender without that compete it could have been a oh, yeah. lot worse. Absolutely. So, the, so good the on them.
1: Yeah. And they were, they were um, let's call it overmatched, but they hung tough, which is what you want to see out of your kids no matter what. And uh, and the goaltender played great. But you could tell, uh, I think we, we noticed in the second period, they probably had a half dozen different breakouts that were nothing but an alley-oop, no. uh, like almost off the scoreboard. So there was some desperation there. But and listen,
0: Penticton did. Did uh, double them in
1: shots. Absolutely, they so did. and that's uh, but more testament to the to the team hanging in and the goaltender uh, yeah. hanging yeah. on for them. So, Absolutely, uh, that was a great game and those are the, those are the teams that scare the heck out of you when you're the eight and O V's. You you know that you can't take anybody lightly and that's another thing, Evan, that has really really jumped off the page at me in watching these games. We saw Salmon Arm take it. Handily to Wenatchee, A day later, Coquitlam handles them, kicks the crap out of them. So it it goes to show you that whether you are the eight and OVs or whether you're the five and four Chilliwack Chiefs, anybody can come along and beat you and give you a handful. You, you have to show up in this league, which is a testament to the league, to the coaches, to the players. you got to show up every night and play 60 minutes because anybody can take you. So you've got to do that. We just saw it happen to Prince George. Oh, Prince George, man. They, by trail. they looked good
0: in, ga- in their first game against West Kelowna. West Kelowna, man, oh, man, another t- team with a tough year ahead. Yeah. But they battled. I like their compete against Prince George in that first game. Um, yeah. But I, Prince George got Prince George got handled in in the second game against Trail.
1: Oh gosh, did they ever! Um, yeah. But uh, it, 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 back to my point. Yeah. Like this is this is a league where you have to keep that you have to give your full attention every shift every night. Uh, speaking of Prince George, we were talking about young players, and you and I talked a lot over the last day or two about Finley Williams uh, in PG, who is. Taking first line center shifts, first penalty kill unit up front, and first power play, and he's a 16-year-old. He is—is uh, is he a Prince Albert, or s- he's his owned by Swift?
0: Uh, Swift Current. Swift Current. He's owned by Swift Current and the WHL. He is a Michigan commit he's in NC2A.
1: Signed to play in Michigan if he lasts that long. Uh, but this kid is 16. He is a—he um, is a very physically. Developed 16-year-old who is playing amongst 18, 19, and 20s, and doing it easily, uh, if not dominating. So keep your eye out for Finley Williams, a center iceman uh, from North van playing for uh, right now anyway. Still playing for the Prince George Spruce Kings, but uh, could a- you're gonna- he's either going to end up in Michigan, in Swift Current and or in the NHL in the next few years. So keep an eye out for that name. Remember you heard it here on War Room, the hockey podcast. Finley Williams.
0: Tremendous. What I like about this, though, is tremendous action in Chilliwack and in Penticton. Yeah. Tremendous action both sides. And
1: you, um, as, a, as a fan, let alone as a player and coach, as a fan, if you turn your back for a few minutes you're missing something and and it doesn't matter who's playing so that's all the more reason that if you are anywhere near it get out and watch some BCHL action because these guys are fantastic and you take nothing for granted in this league it's absolutely awesome
0: they're they're arguably the uh, top junior league the top league in the CJHL
1: for sure I don't think there's any question of that.
0: but one thing I do like is whether it's BCHL AJHL CJHL as a whole, NCAA, uh, NHL, AHL, uh, the Ki, hockey, USA Hockey, Hockey Canada. Your hockey seems to be growing, and as a hockey fan, can you really can you really complain about that? No, um, it's, it, it's tremendous. So quality um, hockey cropping up everywhere. absolutely. But anyways, um, anything else to add? Any anything? Um, while we're thinking of it, while we're here, anything that uh, we haven't covered, or any uh, any player, any any situation, any team, any moment that stands out to you. This
1: one's easy for me. We talked a lot about players that have signed. We talked about young players that are going to sign. We talked about players that are going to the DUB or going to NCAA. There's a if I'm an amateur scout and i'm looking for a gem here or if i'm a college recruiter looking for a guy that's uncommitted unsigned there's a defenseman in coquitlam named noah de uh, he's a big left shot defenseman about 6-1 very very mobile calm puck moving guy I watched him play uh, one entire game, which is not a huge sample size, but he was playing against a very good salmon arm team. The kid never missed a pass. He was never once out of position. Very sound, very, very sound. He made quick, he made good changes. He, He killed penalties. He was on the power play. He made a couple of absolutely brilliant offensive plays. He never made a single defensive bobble in a 60 minute game. And I'm telling you, this kid—how he is unsigned, uncommitted, at 19—I I want this kid in my training camp next year. It might take him a couple of years at the uh, at the next level if we don't take him into the NCAA. But to put him on a uh, put him into the East Coast and in the American League, I, I grab this kid immediately. where's number eight in Coquitlam. His name's Noah De Duranté, and he's a gem. He's out of Beaconsfield, Quebec. And uh, he's a six foot one, two ten, left shot defenseman, and uh, absolutely love this player. So that one, that one was easy for me. I'm sneaking up to this kid and slipping him my business card without any of the other scouts in this building watching. I'm, I'm going to catch him on the way to the bus and and wear a rubber nose and glasses so nobody else knows what I'm doing.
0: Well, tremendous. It's been a tremendous slate of action uh, in Chilliwack. Tremendous lead of action thus far here in Penticton it really it really has stood out um, can't say enough about it yeah, can't I say enough it. about uh, Jesse Adams and the BCHL uh, again can't say that enough can say it a million times and I wouldn't I wouldn't care we appreciate the hospitality yeah. um, I think
1: this is the beginning of a good relationship with the BCHL
0: 100% um, before I forget and this is this is really important um, we we can't we can't leave this at any point without um, asking um, asking all of our listeners to continue to support. Uh, subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts uh, to War Room the Hockey Podcasts. Rate and review. Um, social media is very important. That's where we cover a lot of things. That's where we, we cover games that we, we may not talk about on, on the podcast, whether it be BCHL or NHL. Uh, War Room the Hockey Podcast on Facebook at War Room the Hockey Podcast on Instagram and new as of a few weeks ago at War Hockey on Twitter covers all the covers all the action all the news and notes stay up to date make sure you follow you subscribe you like you you comment you ask questions and you stay involved and we again we appreciate the support Uh, can't do enough uh, of this without all the listeners and all the fans and all the the participation so War in the Hockey Podcast, at War in the Hockey Podcast, and at War Hockey, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For junior hockey and for War Room, awesome! Tremendous, tremendous week this is, and has been. Um, two games to touch on. Uh, we are we are back in studio uh, to recap and close things out for everybody. Uh, West Kelowna shut out Vernon for What? Nothing. and Penticton beat Winatchu five three to close to close out the BCHL showcase.
1: What a! What a fun 4 days. Just an awesome show by the uh, by the BCHL. And uh, again, our thanks to everybody at the league level that made this possible. Yeah, Great time. Thank you again to
0: Jesse and the BCHL. Um So, yeah, the, tremendous tremendous hockey uh through these past 4 days. Yeah. Good and, on West Kelowna, eh? And less. West West Kelowna didn't just beat them for nothing. They 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 dominated. Yeah, right? that's and a, seeing them play and seeing that game, they they ran circles a little bit. That's uh, a
1: Bit of a shocker uh, as much as they'd been struggling, but well, you know what? That's just further proof. You that's why you play the game, you got to play 60 every single night, as we saw. And Penticton didn't walk through Wenatchee like we thought,
0: no, like that pregame prediction type of thought. But um, they did keep their the perfect start to their season alive, uh, with a five through win over Wenatchee. So,
1: well, you the always. Always bring your best when you play the Penticton V's. No matter who you are, uh, we saw it with Vernon. Uh, that just you bring your absolute A game when you play the V's because that's who you want to knock off. You want to dethrone the big guys. So, what a fun deal! Hey, uh, speaking of all the uh, all the action, we got a we got a fresh announcement out of the league, right? Yes,
0: officially. Um 18th team coming into BCHL in Cranbrook. Uh, the league made an announcement. Uh, the Cranbrook Bucks is the team. Um, they are not moving from somewhere. They are an expansion team, a fresh team to even it out at 18 teams and also provide a fresh uh, Kootenay rivalry in that area.. Yeah. So it's uh, good for them.
1: Uh, that's a, that's a really it. good move
0: new team new teams needed even it out a little bit. eighteen teams rather than seventeen right. um, but also um, create a, a fresh rivalry and and bring hockey back to that area after um after the ice left. so
1: and uh, it, really that that building that community is way more suitable for the BCHL than for the dub. uh the dub uh, the budget in the w h l is it's I want to say. 10 times what it is in the BCHL, roughly. So travel, equipment, billets, pay per diem, it's just a, it's a monster budget and it puts a tremendous amount of pressure on ticket prices, on concession revenue, on corporate sponsorship. Uh, and, and you really have to draw a very significant percentage of a community like Cranbrook has to attend every single game at full ticket price, in order to cover that budget, and it just got to be too difficult. They're going to be way better off in Winnipeg, and Cranbrook is going to support this BCHL team uh, in a in a very very straightforward manner. It's going to be this is going to be good for Trail, good for Penticton. Uh, it's going to be good for everybody. Absolutely, and it's a good town. It's a good hockey yep. town, Cranbrook.
0: Yep. Well. Again, thank you to the BCHL, to Jesse Adamson, to Chilliwack, to Penticton, uh, to the Pros- to Prospera Center in Chilliwack, to the SOEC in Penticton, and everybody in between for um, for a wonderful, wonderful event. Uh, tremendous hockey by the teams, uh, by the franchises, and the players. And um, yeah, so it's been it's been good, and we uh, we appreciate being included. So yeah, absolutely uh, being yeah. in- included, um, being allowed to record, um, being invited to be involved yep. um all these things so we we greatly appreciate that here at war room so
1: absolutely and uh another great highlight of the weekend just as we wrapped up uh doing our, our booth broadcast uh, a visit from maybe the hardest working single human being in the sport of hockey brad Lazarowich. Uh, what a what an energetic guy! What a great custodian of the game! Uh, and I really um, let, let's let's recap for everybody what uh, how how things went with him. Uh, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, he did uh, he called nineteen hundred and seventy one games in the NHL, uh, which is roughly two solid careers right there. Retired uh, from the NHL what three or four years ago, I think. 16, 2016. Because he uh,
0: went did his 30 years. He came in in 86 and then yeah. left in 16. So 30 years 30 in the years.
1: show. Uh, highly, highly respected guy. Member of the BC Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, went to work for the BCHL as uh, as the head of officials, which is a wonderfully suitable job for him. Uh, bringing along, mentoring and recruiting young officials. Uh, then He's doing such a bang up job there. He also becomes the player safety department, a one-man department, and he becomes basically, uh, if not not necessarily the competition committee, but he's uh, he's a discipline committee. So he's discipline. He's player safety. He's the head of officials, and then he is so well suited and and so energetic and so committed to what he does that he has taken on the entire. C.J.H.L., so the entire Canadian Junior A Hockey League from the Maritimes to here in B.C. Uh, How he does this, I have no idea. I know why he does it because he has such a love of the game and a passion and understanding for what he does. Uh, But my gosh, what an amazing amount of work and travel this guy puts in and uh, keeping our game safe and fair. And so, man, I stand up and salute Brad What which what a, what a wonderful uh, opportunity to get to sit down and chat with him and for him to make a few minutes to come by and see us.
0: Yeah, it was a good conversation, good, good time, good chat. So we appreciate that as
1: well. So informative. The things that he knows, the things he's seen, uh, the things that he sees coming, just a, an absolutely great vision for the game, a great feel for the game. Uh, the, for the players, for the for the respect and the safety and, and the fairness of the game and the way things should be presented, not just from the standpoint of the guys on the ice, but from the standpoint of the fan. Like he talked a lot about how the BCHL, in, in his view, would mirror what we see at the National Hockey League level because everybody sees that every night. So when you go to a BCHL game, uh, to, to have the same visual... Perspective, as far as uh, just the simple things like the the uh, referees wearing orange stripes and the way hybrid icing is called and things. He just he had a he had a tremendous amount of good vision and good perspective on um, on how he sees the game today, how he sees it coming along in the next few years. And boy, I, again, I can't uh, can't say enough about the energy he puts in to making sure that that next generation of guys is as good as he is. Uh, really really um really committed and he's the kind of guy that every rink and every league and every team and every franchise everybody needs guys like Brad Lazarowicz.
0: Well, uh good conversation with Brad. Uh tremendous 4 days of hockey this um is and has been um as we as we close out these these four days and it's been a busy four days of full of hockey content and hot <laughs> everything hockey. Um, anything else we need to say
1: and close out with? You know, I think we've said it all. Uh, we've said it many times as, uh, as rightfully so uh, our hats off to these guys. They run a, they run one of the best developmental leagues in the entire world. And uh, we saw evidence of that for four solid days and we see it, we see it around our community every day. So, uh, from from the league office and uh, guys like Brad Lazarovich on down to all the franchise owners, the players, the the trainers, the volunteers, keep doing what you're doing, guys. Keep doing what you're doing. It's a it's an awesome product, and uh, and we had a great time with it.
0: Absolutely. Well, uh, as we close out the BCHL showcase two two episode, um, information regarding the BCHL and the BCHL showcase, again, can't say it enough. Thank you to everybody involved from the Prospera Center and Chilliwack to the SOEC in Penticton and Jesse Adamson, Brad which and everybody involved. We appreciate it. We appreciate the hospitality being welcomed, being included. And, um, we look forward to, um, working with the BCHL in some, spa- some capacity moving forward. Absolutely. Um, what, yeah. are we, what are we looking forward to this coming week, though, now that we transition a little bit? Uh, regular season of the NHL is underway. Um, clearly, BCHL is in full swing. NCAA hockey ha- has already kicked off
1: um, a lot going on in the hockey world. We need to uh, we need to take a trip through the dub. I'm I'm really eager to look at how the Kelowna Rockets developed this year, being host of the of the Memorial Cup, um, and they frankly had a lot of retooling to do based on last year's team. So uh, Adam Foote, plenty of challenges for him and his son Nolan as they uh, they charge into the season. I want to I want to take a look through what they're up to and how the rest of the league is shaping up. Uh, most of the guys taken out of the dub in the draft are back um, back with their junior clubs so we'll take a lap through there uh i don't know i'm not sure how we're going to adjust to not having four hockey games a day the way we have the last four days so i guess there's going to be a little uh, a little culture shock there but i guess we'll adjust
0: um, thank you again to everybody who tunes in uh, we can't do it in Anything without you guys, you, you're you the driving force behind what we do, and we appreciate it. Um, head to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Give us a like, uh, follow. Head to Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Give us, uh, hit the subscribe button. Uh, get, leave us a rating and a review. Uh, share with family and friends. Um, continue to help this show grow, and we greatly appreciate that. Um, thank you for joining me these past few days. Nice. And now... And always in studio with me.
1: Yep, that's fun, and I uh, really enjoyed our first uh, War Room road trip. And we fun. we
0: look forward to many more road trips. So, <laughs> um, anyways, I'm Evan Rower with War Room, the hockey podcast, and I look forward to seeing you all throughout the hockey community. Cheers to all! Cheers.